Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 495. It's good to see you, Linz. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes, it has. It's been a while. But hopefully, uh, some interruptions are behind us. Yeah, I mean, it's summer, so probably not. Yeah. Yeah, things get a little erratic in the summer. But we're still having fun reading books and watching all the comic book shows and movies and everything in between and just having a good old time uh, having a few drinks and chatting about it so Tony Tony relays his good times in in the woods oh yes uh he's now a a woodland fairy I'm a true hippie yep (laughs) I wouldn't really say that but well yes uh there's all that more in this episode of Drunk on Comics so grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode 495 Linz is wrong. Yeah, enjoy that. It's the only time you're ever going to get to say it. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. Yeah? I'm just a happy... A lucky person. No, no bad thoughts in the world. No. Nope. None. I, I Must be at... nice to be a man right now. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. That it is. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I was getting at. I know. For sure at all. <laughs> yeah. need, to, need to preface that. That was a joke because that is definitely yep. a... Uh, no, I uh, went to Electric Forest, which was... As I was telling some people, it's like Las Vegas camping. There's so many lights, so many sounds, so many things. I really... So, for people who aren't from Michigan or into that sort of music, it's a it's a big electronic music festival in the woods here in Michigan. Um, I would liken it more to, like, Burning Man in the Woods. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. Than Las it Vegas. Is, it is definitely, though... I guess outside of the U.S., probably people wouldn't know, but they would have heard of Burning Man. Right. This is, though, like, one of the top tiers, like Coachella and Bonnaroo. Um, it's just one of those destinations that people from all over the world and come to, but mainly people in the United States. Uh, I help check people in, and that was one of the great fun things to do is just when they're getting their car searched and just chatting with them of, where are you from and everything and how was the journey and hearing people driving from Florida to tech from Texas and this and that it's just like there's so many people yeah and like I said the lights and everything it just it was such an interesting experience that I've gone to many music festivals before because I'm not that big into the type of music like there were some jam bands and that's what my friends like we don't like the EDM scene as much um Although music is music, and when you're... Yeah, when you're elevated, it doesn't matter what's playing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the big things, though, is that I didn't know I'd have as much fun. I knew I'd have fun, but there was just so much to do there, from scavenger hunts to just mingling to finding hidden, like, fairy doors that have, like, trinkets in it, mm-hmm. leave one, take one, to... Just the numerous things, and and one of the things too that I've, when I've gone to music festivals is I, I drink a lot, and this one I stayed more hydrated, 
and didn't, which was a good thing, which was a weird thing because I didn't have hangovers. Which yeah, yeah. That's a plus, mm-hmm. especially at a hot, you know, staying in the forest, you definitely have the shade, but once you get to the big stages, you know, those are out in the open. And right. So, but the experience was great. I've come back a new changed man. Yeah, have you? Yes. I don't think you'll notice anything because nope. I don't think I really... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Same old me, but my mentality is oh, just enjoying life a little bit more before the collapse of Ugh. society happens, which from the sounds of it is going coming a lot quicker, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. We'll With, see. We I missed know. a lot over the weekend and the I greatest know. thing, you though... missed my birthday. W- I'm so sorry. <laughs> Should have totally left the festival just to come. Not even up. a not even a message when you got back. I, well, I, here's the thing: I've been off of like social media for the most part for over a week, and it's yeah. been kind of great. I'm sure it was great. That's why I never get on social media. But you know, I know when your birthday is. I don't need I don't need Facebook to tell me that. <laughs> oh, <wait laughs> You're just a bad friend, Jimmy. I guess so. <laughs> So I have not changed. I'm a shitty friend. <laughs> I actually don't really care, um, to be quite honest with you. It weirds me out when people, especially like when I get on Facebook and you see all those people who wish you happy birthday, and I'm like, I don't even talk to these people. Like, I don't want, I. it makes me feel obligated to have to wish people I barely talk to happy birthday, and I don't want to. I don't want to wish you fuckers happy birthday. I don't care. <laughs> but, That's how I feel sometimes, too. I'll make sure a concerted effort for, like, People who are close to me to message on me, even though I say that you are close to me and I didn't. But. I know. Jerk. <laughs> it's okay. We had fun. Yes. But uh, let's get into some book reviews. Okay. Um, we'll start off with Black Adam number one. It's a limited series, 12 issues. And now, I thought it was just for this book, but I did uh, read another DC book, and this is on in all the books right now. Is this uh, tribute to George, George Perez. Perez? Yeah, and this is just gorgeous. Like I want this as a poster. Just amazing. These many different uh, people that he has, you know, drawn over the years yep. and helped create, and it's just a gorgeous picture. So that has nothing to do with the comic, but pick up any DC book right now and just stare at this for a while because it's amazing. <laughs> but. Uh, Black Adam number one was interesting. It was not the comic that I was originally thinking it was going to be. Okay. Because it starts off with uh, Teth Adam being, you know, his human form in front of um, a congregation of, uh, you know, political leaders and everything. And that's what part of this book was, was geopolitical conflicts. Mm. One of the things that has always come up with uh, Kendak is their, you know, where they fit in the world because they're not really a country or anything, but they are. And how that works in the DC universe, like, I don't know, I guess it'd be kind of like Latveria-ish in a sense. or Yeah, I mean, they're made-up worlds, but it's different than a made-up city like Gotham or Metropolis, because mm-hmm. in those sense, yeah, you can just have a mayor, but you still have an overall government. But when you have your own country, it's right. How how does that f- sit in the world? And also, you just have um, Adam just being kind of aloof and just like 
not really paying attention to anything that's going on. So I was thinking, is this going to be a slow burn? But then it kind of pivots back and forth to the day before when he had a fight with who he thought was Darkseid, but he's like, that wasn't him because he easily defeated him, which, again, I'm like, holy shit, Black Adam's super powerful. I mean, he blew up a whole country. What I love the most in the <laughs> fight, though, and that is true, but Darkseid just more yeah, powerful sure. than a country. Is yes. is he used a, a trick that I've seen before in some of the um, anyone that has the magical Shazam type powers? Is he was as the powerful Black Adam, and then he said the word Shazam to depower. But when that happens, a giant lightning bolt just comes down, and he did that right by this dark side person that I thought was like, yeah, that's a cool, you know. Way. Yeah. Anyways, that's only part of the mystery of who this, you know, fake dark side was and everything in that fight. You get back to the geopolitics. Uh, there was a Middle Eastern man that was assassinated. There's this other person, Malik White, who I didn't know, but I guess has shown up a couple times in some comic books before. And ultimately, you get through this, um, you find out that, well, Black Adam's immortal. He's been around for a while, and that's something that's been known. But in right. this, his hand was injured in a fight, and it's decaying. Hmm. So that's kind of the crux of what's going to be going on in this series because at the end it it talks about how he's looking for his uh, replacement, I guess. Okay. Someone to take the power of Black Adam. And this Malik White is who it seems to be. So at first in the middle of this, I was like, I don't know who this person is or what where this is going. But then it kind of hooked me at the end when he said that. And I'm like, okay, now this got me back into it. It was interesting at first, but... Um, definitely being a 12 issue series uh, they obviously have where they want to go with it right. I do love those types of stories they have it self contained um, and yeah so all in all I thought it was a lovely I do like a good Black Adam tale although it always weirds me out when they show him not as Black Adam because I feel like he never does that Exactly. It, I felt like it's been forever since yeah. I've seen, and so him just being this floppy-haired kind yeah, of it's weird. skinny dude, it's like, that's and so it made me think two things. One, this came out because obviously that movie's going to be coming out soon, so of course they got to have the comic book tie-in. Right. This is nowhere what I believe the co the movie's going to no. be. No. So this, that, no. that's also I like a little bit. Like, yeah. it doesn't need to be a rehash of what they're going to do in the movie. But ultimately... This story is, I don't know, it's, it's, it reminded me of how, what are they going to do with, um, with The Rock's Black Adam? Are they going to have someone that stands in for him when he's a human? Right. Because they had that with the Shazam movie. Sure. Which I mean, makes sense because it's a kid that turned right. into an adult. Yeah. Are they just going to have him, I don't know, maybe cgi to look like a scrawny, like, like they did Rogers did say like they did in Captain America. Yeah, I don't know because like I said in a lot of the comic books I read about Black Adam, like he never goes back. He's always constantly in Black Adam form. So maybe they don't even need to. But I feel like they're going to have to show him do it once like maybe. To transform. Yeah. And so I'm wondering too like I, it's going to be a little bit weird just to be like you look like the rock who could kick my ass anyways. 
so do you really need right. the powers? Right. It's just one of those things that I thought of in this book. Because, again, as you said, too, I never really have thought about that until, yeah, you're right. He doesn't ever change back into a human form. Yeah, so. he loves being Black Adam. Yeah, he loves the power. He loves the power. He's not a villain, but he is. He's Yeah. He... he chooses when to be a hero and when not to be a hero. Yep. Like I said, my I mean, my favorite run of his was when they did 52, you know, when all the big four were gone, and so they focused on the the B characters, mm-hmm. and he fell in love and had a family, and then his family got taken from him, and that's when he blew up a whole country. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was a really good character study. That whole series was amazing. Um for that but cool I can't wait for you to read this for me well, I'll <laughs> fill you in on all the, yeah. the heavy details thanks uh, have you read anything listen I have I have read some things and it's been a while since we recorded because Tony sucks but <laughs> <laughs> um, and he thinks he's busy even though he's not um, just kidding he did cancel last week though um, <laughs> um, so I, I hadn't really read much even for last week though. Like I read the new X-Men 92, okay. which was, I don't know if you caught that one as well, but it was still, you know, it was good. It was, it followed the, the scheme of the first one. It's still a bunch of X-Men 92 goodness. Um, the animation and stuff like that. Um, I also read, um, I think that was it, honestly. I caught up on Sweet Paprika. I read this book called The NeverEnding Party, which was a comicsology original. And I was, I was, I was drawn in by the cover. It was a beautiful cover. And I like a good party. That's all, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say about the book. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. And and you know, I'm not gonna talk about it because people might read it and enjoy it. So, um, I personally thought it was too busy. Like gotcha. the dialogue was all over the place. It, they tried to do this thing where like because they were in a party where they would do people speaking concurrently. You know, when you're at a party, people aren't all just talking one at a time. That is hard to read. And follow, and there was just a lot of, I don't know. It was just, it all none of it seemed to matter, like the plot that we're building. They didn't give me enough information at the beginning for me to like buy into what was going on. So, I gave it a, I gave it a go. Um, so instead, after I was really sad about reading a book I didn't like, I went back and started rereading Miss Marvel. So I started at volume one. Of Miss Marvel, so I've just been re going through that. But a new book came out today called Public Domain by Chip Zdarsky that I'm very excited to read. And then the second issue of Eight Billion Genies also came out today. So next week, gonna be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one other book that I thought was gorgeous in the artwork. I almost read this one, and then I, you know, I'm just tired of reading depressing books. And this one looked depressing to me. I don't know what, like, I do get the story-ish, but 
there was a lot going on in this, and uh, all I can say is the the artwork by Jay Lee alone makes this uh, a book to read. Like um, these Seven Sons, which I'll get into a bit, just without the eye, like it's so fucking creepy. Alien. Um, there were seven. It starts off with like the end of the world. Who wrote Check, this? Before uh, you get going, so this is Seven Sons from Image. No, by we... Robert Windham and. Kelvin Mao. Mao. So, it's set in 1998, and that's one thing too. Where I was like, I'm wondering why they they're setting this in a different, but for whatever reason, this sure. is set in that time. And but it doesn't look like anything like 1998. Like uh, new New Canaan, Nevada is old Vegas. Like this whole world looks apocalyptic like mm-hmm. some shit happened some shit blown well, up well yeah and it's gonna be biblical they called well, it Canaan right? and yep and you're following these you know what looks like the coming of the second savior and so already I'm in my mind thinking this is gonna be one of these seven sons or something maybe they're all gonna fight it out to figure out who is the next uh, Jesus or whatever as they call them, the the Jesse, because um, there's seven of them, and that's the plural for Jesus, I guess, J E S I. But all right, stop right there. Are the Jesuses or people's names don't have plurals, right? <laughs> it's not. Well, they're looking at more of as a as a honorific or something. I like, see. Jesus is an honorific now. Yeah. I guess because there's more Jesus. I sound insulted by that, although obviously I'm not because I'm super atheist, but <laughs> I just thought it was a funny... I mean, within this, it, it spoke of this man, like, this is a big gathering. A huge stadium was made to uh, have this person, you know, be... He's the last of the sons, so then you're kind of realizing, well, what the fuck happened? So there's a little bit of flashing back and forth of some shit, and there's this man who wrote the book of the seven sons who his prophecy came true when seven virgin women had seven identical sons. Uh, that's a kind of crazy, you know, mystical thing that happened in this kind of universe. Patrol started. What? With? Didn't the, a bunch of women just get pregnant and have a bunch of babies very quickly in doom patrol? Uh, possibly. Yeah. I can't remember, <laughs> but in this, you you see that there's this uh, Allah the Allah Watch or something there, so it's another religious type uh, you know group that is going around killing these sons. So by the time that this 1998 uh, gathering is happening, there's only one left. Mm. And to prove that they do have powers and it's not just a, a thing, he heals a person's legs at one point. So they do have some mystical things about them. But then you see the capitalism of it all sure you know for you know one thousand dollars you can tune in to the to the great thing and don't forget to buy your mug only 1999 you know and that was going on throughout this whole thing the panels were amazing but also a little jarring but i kind of liked it uh where it felt like it was i don't know a weird juxtaposition of you could kind of follow how to follow you know just reading left to right but some of them it would go from like just these giant pictures of a crowd to 
zooming into things and I'm just like this was a lot of fucking work for the art like there's so many small details and, mm. and just everything that looks a bit off a bit creepy almost like yeah. these people are kind of zombie-ish and there's some other shit that happens there's so much that happens in this it's very dialogue heavy to explain this world which partially I always love but then the artwork was so much. It took me probably twice as long to read this book than any other book just because there's so much going on. And the twist at the end and where I think this is going, it's it's a book that I, yeah, really loved it. Yeah. That's good. And you should read it too. Right? I don't know, man. I'm pretty full up on Jesus. <laughs> You don't need to uh, truly. Do you do you not believe in superheroes? Do you like so you can't read superhero books? No, I'm not just, real? What, I'm, what I'm saying is like I I understand where like just in what you've said, like a hundred percent were that some something like that to happen in real life. Like this is what would happen. Oh yeah, for sure. Fucking, I'm so sorry. Religious people are fucking nuts. <laughs> And it is super capitalized upon, so uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I need to read our alternative timeline. They're so <laughs> much different than an alternative timeline. Oh like, no, I, I really like just listening to it. Sounds like this could have been our reality. <laughs> no, because when another son appears to be alive still after they're dead, there's more mystery going on. That doesn't mean it wasn't an alternative timeline, Tony. That's just something that fucking happened in the timeline. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you know how timelines work. (laughs) No, it sounds good. I did, like I said, I did almost read it, but like, listen, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and I don't want my art that I use to entertain myself to, like, depress me. So I've been kind of, which is why I went back to Ms. Marvel, right? So... I was like, let me just read something fun. Like, it's really well written. She's a great character. I just need, like, I need that right now. So when I saw that and I saw the art, I was like, this might be too much for me right now. You know what I think? <laughs> it's a little you, bit of self-care. What I think you need is Electric Forest. No, I don't know that I need that either. <laughs> hey, you'll be less depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm just sad about the world. And I don't know that just being on drugs all weekend will change that. <laughs> No, it's the lights and the sound and the gathering of friends. Yeah, it's listen, you and I are two very different people when it comes to how we spend our social time. You know this. We, Tony and I actually hardly ever interact socially outside of the podcast, except for, like, when he comes to my house randomly. <laughs> and when I go to his brother's for a barbecue. That's, like, our social overlap, really. And I'm going to change that because I'm a changed man. <laughs> But you love to be around tons of people and, like, being in loud places. And I'm like, let's go to a dark bar where there's, like, two other people and just have a cocktail. That's, I'm down for that, That too. sounds like my jam. So Electric Forest sounds hot and busy, and it would probably be fun, but also, like, you know, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. <laughs> funny, funny nerdy interaction I had. One, So there's these things called totems, pretty much, you know giant sticks with whatever on the top and there are so many nerdy ones there was a guy that had an elf a puppet on one that was kind of funny and uh one of the guys had a giant uh d20 mm. so of course i he was talking to so many people you know they're a nerdy group 
uh, talking about D&D characters. But then there's this other uh, couple that met that had these, like, uh, baseball jerseys that also had a D20 on it. And I asked if they played D&D as well. And they started laughing. They go, we've been asked that so much. I guess that the, was it Dehecodedron is a D20? I don't know. Anyways, the D20 uh, is a symbol for some random EDM music mm. thing. I go, oh, well, at least I talked to the one nerd group that was a nerd group. Now I'll not know for sure if people are wearing these you know, right. D20 symbols, if that's, Weird. they're actually nerds or in a band, but, um, yes. Weird stuff, man. Well, you you brought up Miss Marvel. I did. Have you been watching it? Of course. You caught up. Yeah. Isn't it great? Well, I'm caught guess, up through. Yeah, I didn't watch this. I didn't watch. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love it. It's 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 very different than the comic, but also very much the same. Yeah, and it's one of those things again that, as much as I was complaining before, I always I always have to let go of the comic book side and let it yes. be its own thing. Yes. And I've gotten to that point where yep. I'm enjoying it for what it is. There's my one thing is I, I want the, in, I feel like it's a needed thing. The like inhuman, MCU, the inhuman mm-hmm. variant, which it seemed like her family has a weird lineage of these other beings that they They're have. They're The what? They're gin. Yeah. Yeah, those aren't inhumans. They're genies. That part I don't really... No? Yeah, like I hope it somehow comes to they're like that because of Terrigen Mist and they didn't know, so that's what they just called themselves because it was part of their, you know, folklore, history. Sure. They grew up. Because if she's not an inhuman, like... I mean, I'm okay with the way it's it's playing out. They didn't really want to go with the inhumans. They tried to do the inhumans in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it didn't really go well. Well, one person who sucks at directing, who I've... I've said it before, the guy has messed up so many other comic book things. Oh. I forget who it was. Is the producer or the director. On Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. Oh, uh, well, on the Inhumans show. the Whoever was the... One of the lead people yeah. that made some decisions that made the show suck. Right. The people, like, the internet was like, God, this show sucks. And they're like, well, it's because of this one man who also fucked up, like, part of Wolverine Origins mm. and, like, some other movies that were comic books that we've all said, what the fuck was that decision? Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. But Miss <laughs> Marvel's great. Uh, yeah, it's good. Kenobi ended. Yep, it ended well. That fight. It was great. That was that made up for some of my like I'm not enjoying this as much, but sure. and I really loved at the end, uh, Leia kind of like, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do this and this is gonna be me and I'm gonna have this holster on me while I act like a princess and it's like that was kinda cool too. Yeah. But Obi Wan helped her guide her. Got finally got it some Liam Neeson action. Yeah, that too. I really thought it was amazing when they... I remember you talking about why do they need a Hayden Christensen to right. be him. The whole voice modulator breaking and that whole thing. Yeah. That totally sold it for me of why they did sure. it then. So that was cool too. Um, Herogasm. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because 
I I heard I there was a lot of I didn't watch it the week it came out. I, I think it I think or it, it just came out. Then I then we we watched it a couple days after it came out. Um because Connor was over for the weekend and he was not caught up. So we waited till he left to watch the most recent one. And in those two days there was a lot of stuff online about how crazy it was and stuff like that. And, yeah, and then I watched it and I was like, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be way worse. Yeah. But it was, it was I mean, we saw pain. a dude go into a penis and explode a man in, <laughs> yeah. in the very beginning of the season. So I don't, I mean, yeah, some dude... I mean, open the door and got the... a bucket of cum thrown on him, which was was gross, and I would have thrown up a hundred percent, just projectile vomited back right at him. But, but for the most part, I thought it was like, I mean, yes, it was raunchy, um, a hundred percent, not safe for children. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and maybe that's because I used to work at a video store that rented porn, so like I'm I'm a little desensitized to pornography of any sort. Really, um, so it just was kind of like, all right, whatever, it's cool. But it was a good episode. Um, oh god, the fight between Homelander and Soldier Boy and Butcher when Butcher hits Homelander with that beam and knocks up the look on his face. Oh yeah. my god! And then when he realizes that he's getting the shit kicked out of him and how he when he takes off, like I just can't wait to see what happens next. I know, it's such a good show yeah and i feel i feel a little like i feel a little bad for soldier boy i think obviously he has some outdated ideas from being from the past he's no captain america (laughs) oh my god the whole uh the best bill cosby he's the best ever (laughs) and he doesn't wear his baby like that (laughs) and his drinks man were so great just you see Huey's face, just yeah. like uh... that's a lot to unpack here. Um, uh, but I, but they've they've made it. They've made his character in such a way where, like, yes, the, the way he thinks about things is outdated and offensive most of the time. But he does appear to have a real sort of like want to protect his country. Right? Like, actually. Mm -hmm. And he actually cared about people. So, like, when he found out that his girlfriend actually hated him and he's talking about how he wanted to start a family with her and stuff. Like, like you feel for him. But you also, at the same time, are like, what a fucking asshole. (laughs) Uh, But he he feels different. Even though he's powerful like Homelander, he feels different because he does feel... He doesn't have that god complex, it seems like. Yeah. As much as Homelander does. So, at the end, when Starlight or Annie, I guess is what she is now. Um, you know, puts out the thing about him being dangerous and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> he just, he got tortured by the Russians for a whole long time and has PTSD. He can't help it that he explodes every yeah. time fucking weird music comes on. <laughs> but anyway, I'm very excited to see it. The Boys is one of those shows where like, I don't look forward to it. When it's not on, so like I don't sit at home like thinking, thinking about it. Yeah. When is the next season gonna be on? But then once it starts and gets going, I'm like, "Fuck, is this good?" Yep, same here. And then uh, Doctor Strange is on Disney Plus now. Yes. Have you rewatched it yet? No, not yet. I haven't yet either, but I'm planning on to this week sometime just yeah. to, you know, it's it's great, especially with Marvel movies. After seeing it, you always want to see it twice when you can then 
not have to pay attention so much to the story, but you can then pick up those mm-hmm. small Easter eggs and those things in the background that you may have missed because you're paying attention to the whole thing. And I don't know. I'm really looking forward to that dive. Yeah. <coughs> and then, of course, uh, Umbrella Academy is back. I haven't started that yet either, but... I'm way behind on that one. Here. I don't even think I finished season one. What? I don't know. It just didn't... It didn't speak to me. Oh, man. I've tried to rewatch it a couple times, too, and I just can't get through it. I don't know what it is. I... Trust me. I understand that it's probably a good show. I get it. I just... I don't know what it is. (laughs) Gotcha. Well, uh, this week also saw the last of the Batman Catwoman uh, story uh, comic book. Uh, issue number 12 came out. And okay. Was this t- is this still Tom King? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was. So, Tom King had his run and then was On off Batman. the Bat book. And then they did this because of, well, people were pissed that there wasn't the wedding. Right. Oh, our listeners remember how bitchy you were about this. And I still place. am. And this this whole thing was trying to be a fan service, but it doesn't make it canon. Like, it... Uh, why? Why? Like, it's almost like a cool, but we also know this doesn't matter anyways, so... So this is this a black label? Uh, why isn't it canon? Well, I think it's... Well, throughout this, this had uh, multiple different... Um, kind of versions of of Batman and Catwoman, like, just seeing kind of their relationships and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not, uh, main. I gotcha. I don't think they label it Black Label, though. Okay. That's more of a darker tone, more of an edgy rated R, but that kind of fizzled. Um. Well, that was a non-story. Were you just talking about that to complain about Batman and Catwoman? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <You> fucking idiot. <laughs> All uh, right, you got you can. Well, I'll give it to you. All right. Um. So there's been rumors that Captain America might be showing up again in the MCU, and Chris Evans has said that he would like. All right. The rumors now are he's saying he's not doing any Captain America stuff, but. A, couple weeks ago he was kind of making the rounds of like if the right part or this and that I would come back. Sure. Now he's saying Money. Yeah, but now he's saying he thinks that it'll take away from Anthony Mackie's uh, Captain America thing, which, true. Yep. Uh, but you could do it in a way where there are kind of two Ma- uh, Captain Americas or he comes back for one movie but really then says, no, you are the real kid. I don't know how, it, but it's weird that he's now kind of being opposite of what he was saying as if like it's one of those true rumors that he is going to show up at some point yeah. but how they well, do what it? if they do another pe- so listen they ended the last one with him going back and resetting his timeline so that he could be with Peggy which created a- I just see it as more of they could have an alternative another like, yeah well it created f- another branch in the timeline right so we but we're in that branch that's the branch we're in so either we can see what would have happened had he not done that somehow, or they do another movie that's set back in the past, like Captain Marvel was. But have to be and kind of Steve Rogers from that timeline, because he would be there now, yeah, right? True. Fucking time travel, man! Really just fucks up everything. <laughs> it could be interesting too if they did it in a way where then 
original like timeline Steve Rogers who's in the war and then our Steve Rogers who went back there's two Captain Americas what if he does something he's on like a secret mission so it's a movie where all the other stuff in the main timeline happens but now there's our Steve Rogers doing a covert operation but at some point they're like wait wasn't Captain America just over here How, now he's over here and that could be a kind of a fun mm-hmm. fuck with the audience type thing of which one's which and right. who's got the best America's ass but um, one of the big things that has come out this week and I don't know how I feel about it or what it is is there's rumors of Howard Stern having some sort of involvement in a Doctor Doom type something So this what was does ca- that mean? Well, let me explain, and, and, and <laughs> you'll understand. So he was caught on a hot mic um, on, from his, uh, you know, his show, uh, saying they're going over the schedule with me, and it's going to suck. I told you I'm going to do Doctor Doom. That's the thing, but believe me, I'm fucking miserable about it. I called Robert Downey Jr. and I was asking him for acting techniques. So this was something that, that's what the quote was that they caught him saying. And now people are speculating, what does that mean? Because, you know, part of going to do Doctor Doom, there's been thoughts of maybe he's going to voice something in a video game. Maybe it's a different podcast that they're going to do. No way in hell are they going to cast him as Doctor Doom. Uh, no. He was in a movie where he played himself, and I didn't think he did a good job. <laughs> True. <laughs> And, and I'm just trying to see of what he looks like, who I could see him being. And I don't... I see him being Sideshow Bob. <laughs> like, that's the perfect real-life casting for him in this floppy hair. But there's nothing in the MCU that can... So, again, maybe his voice, I could see that being part of something. Maybe a cartoon show. But this really has me... Again, so as you can see, I don't know what Doctor Doom. There is no Doctor. I mean, Doom if he movie. looks like anybody, it's something out of a Neil Gaiman comic book, right? True. Yep. With his crazy ass, dark curly hair. But so this is uh, a new tidbit that obviously people are going to be trying to figure out more info on. And oh god, if he is cast as Doctor Doom, then Marvel's fucking jumped the shark hard, full Fonzie. <laughs> It's so weird. Oh, um, I can't even. I can't even. Like, listen, when they announced Heath Ledger as the Joker, we were all kind of like, all right, weird. That guy from Knight's Tale and 10 Things I Hate About You? I don't know about that. But none of us were really like, well, he'll be terrible. And then when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman, we were all kind of like, that mouth breather? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Well, you know, this, I don't, I think it would be the first casting, were it true, that I would be like, I don't think I can watch Marvel movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, that's why I don't know what it is. Right. It's the weirdest thing for him. Like, because that's a full-on quote that was accidentally caught. So it's not like him doing a bit to be like, ha, oh, I'm going to do this. And right. It's a joke. It's like a weird or, I mean, it is Howard Stern. How does he not know when he's on a hot mic? He's been doing it for fucking his whole life. That's true, too. So. 
But maybe, yeah. maybe he's also fucking with everybody. He's collect. He's he's throwing the figurative baloney at the bare ass cheeks of America. <laughs> you remember that? Did you ever watch his show on like late night television? No. They would record. Oh yeah, record the, the Howard the, Stern show, yeah. and they would play it late at night. And like the big thing was th- throwing fucking meat slices at girls' asses to see if they would stick. <laughs> up <clears throat> anyway um so lots of news is gonna be coming out in the next couple weeks because stuff is being organized for san diego comic-con uh one of the big things kevin smith is bringing back movies, movies. as a pop-up restaurant yeah san diego that's Comic-Con. not surprising he made a lot of money doing movies pop up over covid because they were all over the place there was one in detroit missed it real bummer he also said the trailer for Clerks 3 is coming out yes! soon. Next week is what he said. That would be great. It's see. very exciting. I realized, too, when... I feel like I knew they were making Clerks 3, but also I don't feel like I it was on my radar. I know it probably was yours because oh, yeah. you love them. Sure, sure. But I realized how when you make movies, and we all know the story of Clerks and how he filmed it you know, at a grocery store they worked at and how cheap that makes it yeah it was free yeah and i'm wondering (laughs) how cheap it still is to make these like you still got to pay these stars that are now bigger stars at years later but when you have a setting of a store like that's pretty cheap the production side yeah well and the plot of the new one is um so at the end of clerks 2 they bought the they bought the quick stop right so this is the quick stop still exists. It's still in operation, and Kevin Smith actually put put a podcast studio right next to it, so you can go watch a podcast of his. Oh, like in real life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then also the quick stop is right there. Um, so, but Randall has a heart attack, <laughs> very much like Kevin Smith did. But oh, okay, yes, I do remember yeah. hearing some and. Um, after he has his heart attack, he decides he wants to make a movie. movie. And it's and all meta. They're making clerks. Yes. So I'm very excited about this one. I. God, that would be really interesting to like watch the first one and then see what did they yeah. save, what did they change. They got a lot of the people like this. The so all of the all of the actors or people that were in it that weren't like the main four characters. So all the like the milkmaid and the the. Uh, the people that just kind of come in and out of the scenes and add a little bit of dialogue to it. Like, he got a lot of them to come back. Like, just people he went to high school with that he talked into being into that first movie. And they've actually done some podcasts called Clerks 2, T-O-O, where they talk to those people, like, that were in that original movie. I mean, who wouldn't want to be famous again? I know. It's it's very interesting. I mean, I'll... I'll, Kevin Smith, I'll work for free for you. I'll... (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but I'm So I'm very excited. I can't wait to watch this movie. It's the movie I'm waiting for the most. And there's a lot of movies coming out <laughs> that look good. So so 8 Billion Genies, as you said, the second one just came out. You're going to plan on reading it. Yep. But already Amazon Studios <laughs> is going to make a series of it. Uh, good for you, Charles. And Ryan. Yeah, like, that, that's pretty quick on a pickup of a... Right. Just debuted last month. 
You know, they don't even know what the full story is going to be unless, like, when they option it, maybe they get well, they have, the they have story. Well, they have to talk yeah. to it, and the creators had to have gave them a outline. Right. But I just find that, A, amazing, and B, that was such a good comic, too. Right. I can totally see this. You did finally beat. read it? Yeah. Yeah. So good. And everything about that first issue sets up a TV series so well. Mm-hmm. I know that they'll more than likely have to change some things from whatever the plan is with the comic book because when you introduce so many characters you can't always do that on a television show but the layout of the first uh, issue kind of had the core people and I could totally see that as a cast for a TV show sure much like the walking dead having the bar and be a focal point and it'll be interesting but yeah such a good book and I thought that was great Big fan. Big fan of that duo. Big fan of Ryan Brown. I, I mean, I like Charles Soul too, but I'm a big fan of Ryan Brown. Everything that he's done, um, his art is also just the best. So I'm happy for them, and I hope Amazon does a good job uh, when they do it. But <clears throat> so far they have. The Boys is good. The What was the one with um, the Neil Gaiman base? The Good Omens. Yep. That was good. Hopefully, Paper Girls will be good. So, they're in good hands, I think. Um, that was all the news I really had right now. Ghostbusters 5, release date, December 2023. Really? Yep. Saw that yesterday. Fuck, I missed that. So, that's got that to look forward to. I'm pretty sure that um, it's the same. It's, um, oh, God. The Reitman kid, still doing it. What the fuck's his first name? Justin. Uh, uh, no. Now I'm forgetting. I know uh, Ivan was his dad. Uh, fuck, now I forget which one I it know. is. Regardless. Anyway, it doesn't same. matter. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Ezra Miller for a second. Oh, God. That's the one thing that... Because we, when, because we wh- did that podcast... Right, we've talked about him a couple times, and both times I've been like, "Yeah, I mean, he's being shitty, but he's just a young kid." And then, like, literally so the very the very I next week, I was that. like, "He fucking went missing and kidnapped a girl." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "See, told you, Linz, I was right. He should <laughs> have been arrested." Yes, all right, I'm I'm giving it up. Like, I was giving him too much of the benefit of the doubt um, because literally. He's been accused of grooming this. She's a teenager, grooming her, and then they went missing, and nobody could find them. I think he's. I think. I think he. They found him. I think he's back. They're going forward with the Flash. How? <laughs> what? I guarantee you, they've done some sort of rewrite, but that by the end, he has changed his character, or he dies off, and a new Flash. Uh, comes out maybe they have wally come out or something but as the new flash in the universe to just be like all right that that all right we'll throw that in the trash can there but yeah i laughed my ass off when i saw which is sad to say but mainly to be like lens man i know you picked the wrong side on that one i know Oh, I'm so glad you brought that back up well it, it literally i think that was the one thing when you canceled last week i was like Oh, no, I don't get to talk about Ezra Miller and how I was wrong. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if he's still on the run. 
because the the last part of the story, because there was a restraining order against him, he was getting this girl all hopped up on drugs, and then all of a sudden they disappeared and they're on the run from law enforcement. Not sure if they found him, but they decided while this was going on to re-release Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut is a digital release, and I just don't know what they're doing over there. Yeah, the- like, let's not lean into the the bad press, right? That seems fucked up. I mean, DC, come on, man. But also, I'm so sorry to our audience for trying to convince you that Ezra Miller was just being a young dude. He's clearly a fucking maniac. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> It's the only time you're ever going to hear me admit that I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, now you can move on to something else. (laughs) Um, Booze in a Book this week is uh, Milestones in History, uh, number one from DC. Uh, They've done a couple other of these before for Black History and everything. Uh, telling stories uh, of history, but also kind of adding some comic book elements into it so that it's part fact, part fiction um, in what they've mm-hmm. drawn on the comic book. So this one is, antholo- is an anthology. It has multiple different stories. Um, I thought they're all great. Um, pretty much it uh, has the three people, Icon... Uh, Rocket, uh, Static, uh, all the people from the, I think it was Milestone um, Comics or whatever before they got brought over to DC, but Static X and all those uh, characters within those comic books. Static Shock? Or Static Shock, yeah. It's like, Static X, who the fuck are you talking about? That was another cartoon. Yeah. Um, And anyways, so... Following um, some of these different stories uh, was pretty great. Uh, finding the history of a lot of stuff. Uh, this was centered in Africa, the stories and everything. And it was all, all in all, a good book that had shed some light on some real history that people wouldn't know of. And then, added, like I said, the comic book flair. So we're going to pair this with uh, a drink called the Queen of Sheba, which was also one of the stories in there. And uh, it calls for 15 milliliters of pistachio syrup, which mm. I've never heard of before, but I'm assuming that tastes great because so, pistachios are great. Well, yes, and I would imagine that if you cannot find pistachio, yes, we say it differently, you say pistachio, I say pistachio, um, pistachio syrup, what you could do is make um, a simple syrup and boil it with pistachios in it. Gotcha. And then you add some uh, raspberry fruit for the mix. Um, I don't know why you need rose water, but... Rose water is an ingredient that is used a lot in the Middle East. They put it in all their food, and you can get candy that has rose water in it, so that's probably why. Alright, and then um, some white grape juice and some soda water for fizz. Is there any booze in this, Tony? <laughs> and then you add some rum. <laughs> What's raspberry fruit for mix? Just any like uh just raspberries. Like raspberry Kool-Aid stuff? No, just like oh. some raspberries like I think this would up. taste good with like gin or vodka in it, personally. Rum might be too. 
I just love rum. I know, but if you have very delicate flavors like pistachio and rose water, you probably want something more neutral tasting. True, true. Um, so I would say gin would be a good one. I'd go with your creation. Thanks. Such a perfect pairing. Uh, and with that, uh, brings us to the end of this episode. Looking forward to some blowing up uh, America to celebrate yeah, America. I forgot that that was coming. Like, I literally was like, oh, I don't have work on Monday. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot. <laughs> it's a three-day weekend. Thanks, America. <laughs> yeah, so for that... Uh, Stay thirsty for more time off in the summer to enjoy the fun things with family and friends. For those of us that have jobs. Shut up. <laughs> I can still enjoy Some things. of us get all the time off. 